why we're here. That's why we do what we do, that lives would be changed for the glory and honor of God. Amen? So that's what we, as we had last week's um, slide, it said, last week's lesson, it says that you need to expect um, God to do something during this campaign. You expect God to do miracles. You expect God to change lives. And so what we just saw right now is a perfect example of what God is going to do in this campaign of daring faith. Help transform lives. Help bring lives to another level of believing in God. You need, if you need a handout, please raise your hand. And our ushers will give you handouts. Thank for those who are, who are here for the first time. Thank for those who come support our brother and our sister in their new exciting roles of being believers in Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Spirit of living God, let your rain drop from heaven for us upon your people. Spirit of living God, let your rain drop from heaven for us upon your word. Spirit of living God, let your rain drop from heaven for us upon your servant this morning. Lord, let me decrease that your spirit might increase. I pray, God, for transparency they might see through me to see your son, the father. In case they stop with your servant, please send your servant and to redeem your son that I may show them the way to the cross. Because, God, this is absolutely nothing about me. It's completely all about you. And because it's completely all about you and absolutely nothing about me, I pray for three things this morning. I pray for challenge. I pray for conviction. And, oh, God, I pray for spirit of change. If your people are challenged and convicted by your word, they will be changed by the same power, that same word. Let your spirit have the right of way. Please, God, let your chronic world king minister to this temple. And God, accept this offering today I present to you in my sight, O Lord and my Redeemer. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We're in the second week of the six-week uh, week series called Daring Faith. Um, we want to talk about this this morning. Um, I got a, made a little slide. What do you see? Who do you see yourself as? A cat? lion. Both from the same family, but the perception of what you see is what helps your faith. We want you to have a faith that sees a lion. You may have a, you may, you may have a cat body, but your mindset, your mindset is I am royalty. I am somebody. Remember now, you are a chosen generation. How do you see your God? Is your God a cat or a lion? Is your God a God of limits or God of unlimited potential to do whatever he wanted to do, to do what to do, mark, to do far greater things you could ever imagine. How do you see your God? Well, today's lesson is, is what happens when you, there's two parts of it. What, one is, what happens when you see with the eyes of fear? What happens when you see through the eyes of fear? We're, we're, we're going to be kind of dealing with the end of, of two chapters. So go to Numbers chapter 13, towards the end of it starting at verse 27. Numbers 13, towards the end of it, at verse 27. When you see, when you see things through, through the wrong eyes, this what happened. Listen, this was their report. Now, what happened is, God, Moses sent spies to the land of, of, of Canaan, to the wall of Jericho, to the land of fruit and honey. And the spies came back. There was 12 spies. Ten came back. I mean, sorry, 12 came back. They all had the same report. But 10 had discouraging views for what they see. This text says, this was their report to Moses. We entered the land you, you sent us to explore. It is indeed a bountiful country, a land flowing with milk and honey. Here is the kind of fruit of Purdue. They, they brought big grapes the size of men back. He said, but. How many of y'all remember about, about don't understand the, the, the year buts? The year but. We're we, we, we going to trust God, yeah, but. We want to serve God, yeah, but. 
So here, here the first mention of the yeah but of the yeah but mentality. Yeah, but the people living there are powerful. Their towns are large and fortified. We even saw giants there, the descendants of Anakim. They said, there ain't nowhere in the world. Now, it, it, it's a great land. It's amazing. It's incredible. But, man, there's no way we can get there. Well, the first thing that happens when you see this through the eyes of fear is we magnify our problems. All of a sudden, everything becomes bigger than what it really is. How many of you go, we, 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 we turn a mountain into a, we turn a, 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 a molehill into a mountain because why? We blow it out of proportion because why? We magnify because of how we see things. Too many times when we see things in a bad manner, we waste our time and God cannot move in our life because we're seeing through the eyes of fear. Here, here's something I got you this morning. Problems are like washing machines. They twist us, spin us, knock us around. But in the end, we come out what? Cleaner, brighter, and better than before. How do you see the things that God is putting, that God is allowing in your life? When you see things through the eyes of fear, you you'll see the, the you won't see the blessings of what God's putting into you. You'll see the burdens of what God's putting into you. I've learned over my life that when I step back and let God be God, I see things a whole lot clearer. Amen. The next thing we want to do, after, after after we go ahead and we magnify our problem, we tend to marginalize our purpose. We marginalize our purpose. Look at the text. So they, so the text says, so they spread this bad report about the land among what? The Israelites. The land we had traveled through and explored, we, the, we, the, we, the, we the, well the, the devoured. Anyone who goes there lives there. All the people what? Were huge. Everybody was huge. So here you, got, here you have ten guys telling the entire tribe of Israel. And it, it, that's why you have to be very careful of who you listen to. Be very careful of what you believe because why? These guys, these 10 guys got through and talked to over millions of people telling them we can't do it. We can't survive. And those 10 people influenced the entire, Jew, the entire nation and hindered them from moving forward because why? They saw things through their own eyes. Look, look, look at this here. You may think that you're not good enough, but God's grace and love are what? Bigger than you, bigger than what? You think you are. Look at verse 33. It says, we even saw giants there. The descendants of Anak. Next to them, them we felt like what? Grasshoppers. And that's what they thought too. Now, listen. These are what? Spies. When you're a spy, you don't go and talk to the enemy, do you? They ain't going to say, hey, man, how do you guys feel about us? So here they go. They assumed that they said you guys was, were, were, were nothing too. They never talked to them, never had conversations because why? They saw themselves as cats instead of lions. They saw themselves as, as, as mar they marginalized the purpose of God had for their lives. They marginalized who God, how God can take your life and shift it and flip it to where you can do great things if you learn to trust God. Don't marginalize your life down to nothing. When God has called you to be great. I said all the time, it's a sin to be good when God has called us what? To be great. There's no good commission. There's no good commandment. It's the great commission. And the great commandment, because why? God has called his family to become great. Because he wants us to change. He wants us to change people's lives. The one, the one thing that, that, that hurts me the most as a pastor is when I see great people marginalize their lives into nothing. 
people who, who lower themselves down because of fear. People who lower themselves down because of perception that they think they are and not who they really are. Who they think that how they should live their life and not the life that God gives them. When you marginalize, when you, when you lower your stand, when you lower who you are in God, you always, you always miss the things that God has for your life. So I want you to start seeing things through the eyes of faith, not through the eyes of fear. Next thing we do, we moan about opposition. We moan. We, 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 just, we just start, oh, I can't make it. Look at verse 14. Verse, verse chapter 1, it says this. So all the congregation did, did what? Lift up their voices and cried. And the people what? Wept all night long. Good night. Cried, wept. All from a what? A bad report. Birds of a feather do what? If you put the wrong people in your life, the wrong people are, are feeding you the wrong information, you will never go to the place that God wants you to go to. Why? Because you're hearing the things that bring you down versus pulling you up. When you hear that you can't make it, you can't achieve, you can't do it, you miss the things that God wants you to achieve, that God wants you to have, because why? You're hearing voices and you start moaning about where you are in the life of God. There's sometimes God will put you in a place that you need to be to learn who he is. Don't moan about your position. Say, God, since I'm here, show me how I'm to live my life. God, since I'm here, show me how I'm to walk by faith. God, since I'm here, show me how to live my life in such a way in this state I am that will glorify you and you alone. Because God never put you into a position or a place to bring you down. It's there always to what? Bring you up. But it's all on how you see what you're going through. If you see it in the eyes of God, you won't cry. You won't moan. You won't be depressed. Yeah, it might hurt for a minute, but the Bible says after a little while, joy will come in the morning. But you got to learn that sometimes it's at the darkest hour when you step back, you can see God. Don't moan about your position. I, my, my brother, I, I, I'm, I'm so proud of you. Um, we, we, we met a long time ago. So it just came around, and you're here. Because why? The position of God. You could moan about it. A single father trying to raise his kids. No. God, there's a reason why I'm here. To make me stronger. I did it. I remember when, when, when I had to raise my three kids by myself. I moaned. I, but as I realized, God, you're, you're making me become prepared for what I have to do for the body of Christ. Therefore, I have to learn through this experience. I have to learn through this trial. And God, when I come out, I'm coming out better. So, brother, I get it. There'll be some nights you don't understand. You might wonder why you do it, but don't worry about it. As this, go, as this journey you're on right now keeps going, you'll become a better, stronger, and more powerful man to your child because you learn how to stand firm when all hell is going loose, how to stand firm and don't run. God will take the things you're going through right now and mold you for something that you can't see. But you got to stop seeing things through the eyes of fear and start seeing through the eyes of what? Faith. All my kids got college degrees now. We ain't, never, we ain't never been on welfare. I worked four, five jobs. Take care of them little rugrats. I got 12 grandkids. Some of my kids, some, some of my grandkids are geniuses. I don't even want to talk to them. They're so smart. <laughs> little, little Einsteins walking around my house. I'm like, good night. All that came from a single father. Why? I refuse to see things with eyes of fear. 
I refuse to see, I refuse to see what I couldn't do. Because why? I was raised by a single mom. She raised me and all my, and all my aunts and, and, and their kids. Single mother. Working 12 hours a day. Take me to private school. Help me get to college. She didn't tell me what I couldn't do. She always told me what I could do. Because I've learned a long time ago to don't moan about where I am. But to step back and see the bigger picture. How what I'm going through might be developing me for something greater down the line. So, beloved, if you find yourself now in a spot that you just can't understand, you just can't quite get it, step back from it. When you can't get something, step back from it and see the bigger picture. When you do that, oh, God will bless you. Because what happens if you don't do that and you keep moaning, you will misinterpret God's provision. You will misinterpret God's provision for your life. You don't step back and see the bigger picture. You just moaning, I ain't going to make it. You, God could be blessing you because you're so busy crying, you can't see the blessings of God. Look at the text. And all the children of Israel complained against Moses. And what? Aaron. The, two, the preacher and the deacon, they start complaining about it. And the whole congregation said to them, if only we had what? Stayed in Egypt. You was in slavery. You was in bondage. You were making bricks without straw. Working from sunup to sundown. Getting beat, getting whipped, getting killed. You're saying, because I'm in a place that I think I don't like, I'd rather go back to being a slave and abused than move forward. Or if we had died in the wilderness, why, why, why come to this land of milk and honey? We should have just died in the wilderness, just wander around versus coming here, being killed by these giants, or we should have went back and being slavery. This don't make no kind of sense. Well, guess what, beloved? Here's what you got to realize. Every test in our lives makes us bitter or what? Better. Every problem comes to break us or to what? Make us. The choice is what? Ours, where we become the victim or the what? It's up to you. It's how you see it. How do you see what God has for you? How do you see what God is taking you through? How do you see what God is doing in your life? Are you a victim or a victor? Is it breaking you or is it making you? Is it, are you being bitter about it or is it making you better? I've learned a long time in my life that the more I trust God, the more I see God as who he is, the better I get. When I realize that God's been here a lot longer than I have. Come on, how many of y'all know that? <laughs> if I trust God, if I trust God, and he is the creator of the universe, if he said, let there be, then he knows exactly where I am and what I need right now. I have to learn to trust God. Look, look, take this out. Why has the Lord, didn't Gene start saying this here? Why has the Lord brought us to this land to fail by the sword? That our wives and our children should become victims. Would it not be better for us to return to Egypt? Let's go on back to Egypt. Let's go on back to be slaves instead of fighting for what God has for us. Because why? Them giants over there are way too big. Um, you do realize God parted the Red Sea. Go back, go back. You do realize God, um, God conquered the most powerful person in the world at that time. Pharaoh was the most powerful. Pharaoh was, Egypt was like America, the most powerful country on the planet, on the face of the planet. You couldn't get no more powerful than Egypt. And what did God do? Locusts. Frogs. Dead stuff. And a red sea to wipe out an entire army. You're sitting here now in front of some giants and say, 
God can't take care of that, guess what? If God brought you to it, he will bring you what? If God brought me to a place in my life that seems difficult, if God, through his promise, bring me to this spot, then the same God that brought me here is the same God that bring me through what I'm going through. It's called, it's called faith. How do you see God? How do you, how, how does, what kind of God do you see? You see a God that's small or a God that's great that says, let there be. Remember now, his first words were, let us make, let, let there be. You had a God who, who brings amazing things in his world by the, by the words of his mouth. That's what fear looks like. Let me you see what happens when you see it through the eyes of faith. Genesis 18 and 14 says this here. Is there anything too hard for what? For the Lord. I didn't, many nights I cried raising my kids and saying, we're going to make it. Well, and I kept hearing Genesis 18 14. He said, is there anything too hard for me? Is there anything that I can't do? He would tell me, there's no way you're going to get married with, with three kids. And God gave me an amazing wife that took me with three kids. <laughs> three. Five. Five, three and a half, and, and 18 months. Years. That's crazy. And then I'm, I'm kind of stubborn. I'm kind of, I'm, I'm kind of headstrong. I say, you can't work. You can't, you got, you got, you got, you got, you got, you can't, you can't, you, you got to take care of yourself. I'm not paying child care. I got three kids. These kids, child care going to break my back. We say, I, 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 I'll take care for you. She said, no, uh, 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 baby, you, 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 uh, you can't do it. She said, well, well, tell you what, T- tell me what I can do. I said, you got to take care of your kids. You got you to make sure they, they, they come home, do the homework. You got to make sure you're good to go, and I work, I work all the jobs. She said, tell you what, if I make sure the kids are fed, make sure you do the homework, and between the time of, of sleeping and get up in the morning, can I find a job? I said, you know what, you, she said, tell you what, yeah, you got to find a job that's three, out, that's, that's three miles from the house. You got to find a job that, 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 that does not affect you getting the kids in the morning, taking them to school. You got to find a job that if, if, the kid, if the kids need you, you're in school, you come right now. She said, guess what she said? She said, y'all know Miss Karen. You know what Miss Karen did? Found the job exactly two miles from the house. <laughs> it started at 9.30. The kids went to bed at 8. Got off at 2 o'clock in the morning. She worked from 9 to 2 every night. Got home at 2 o'clock in the morning. Took a nap. Got up at 5 o'clock. Get the kids up for, 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 for breakfast. Get them to school. She found exact because why? She said, is there anything to what? I tried to make it hard. I tried to make it impossible. Guess what she did? She went and prayed to her God. She said, God, he's a hardworking man. I don't want him to die working so much. I got skills. Help me help my man out. She found her a job to the exact specification that I wanted her to do. Well, she found, she said, I gotta, she said, I'm going to work. You can't go to work. She said, baby, it's, it's down the street. What time is it? Baby, don't go start to 9 o'clock. Kids go to bed at 8. You can't. They don't, I'm here at 2, I'm here at two o'clock in the morning. Okay. I was stuck. Because what I thought was hard, she said, no, you're not God. And my God can make, because let's check it out. Jesus is the reason why, even in pain, I smile. In confusion, I what? In betrayal, I trust. And in fear, I do what? That was my wife. Because why? Faith shrinks 
my problem. What I tried to put on her, her faith shrunk it. I said, there's no way you're going to find a job two miles from the house. No way you're going to find a job where your kids got to go to bed, three in the morning. There's no way. Guess what? Faith shrunk the problem. She said, oh, yeah, my God is more than enough. Because why? Jeremiah 32 and 17 says this here. Lord God, you created heaven and earth by the great power and outstretched arm. Nothing is what? I want you to let your faith be bigger than your what? Luke 1.17 says, with God, nothing is what? And no word from God shall be without power of what? In f- of fulfillment. Whatever God says he can do, he can do. The question is, do you have the faith to believe in the amazing God that we serve? The faith to understand and trust God, because you keep saying, you know what, this, this whole God stuff, religion stuff, this, I don't believe in any of it. Well, somebody is, is guiding this thing around. Something is, is leading this world. It just can't be by happening. Well, past all the, the trouble and, and stuff that's going on in society. Well, guess what? It's called sin. God didn't create this shooting. God didn't create this chaos. No, sin did. And if God truly was not involved, a baby being born wouldn't it happen. A man's life being transformed wouldn't it happen. If God was nowhere on the scene, and all the great things in life wouldn't be happening every single day. We spend so much time looking at the bad things, we never see the blessings that God is doing in our lives every single day. I want you to let faith open the door of my purpose. Faith opens the door of my purpose. Look at real quickly. God never shuts one door without opening what? God doesn't do it. Faith opens the door of my purpose. I never forget, I was working at FedEx, I was working at Hewlett Packard, and um, Hewlett Packard was shutting itself down, was shutting the part I was running down. I was a supervisor, I was, I was a supervisor and was shutting my, my department down. And um, everybody around me was panicking. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Uh, I'm not going to I said, no, I'm going to come work every single day on time. I'm going to work hard. I'm going to be a good supervisor. Even though I know, I know I'm going to get laid off, I know it's going to happen. I'm okay. Uh, but one thing I do know, God knows my bills. How many of y'all know that God knows your bills? God knows exactly how much SCG costs. He knows he know how much the water bill costs. He don't know, he know how much a house note costs. God knows, God knows how much the car costs. God knows food. God knows every one of your bills. I said, you know what? God knows my bills, and God's not going to let me fail because I put my trust in God. When I was out there doing, a, when I was out working for the Lord, Colossians says, I work unto the Lord, not people. I didn't work for Hewitt Packard. I was working for God. And Hewitt Packard was getting the benefits of me working for God. I was a good worker. When I was doing my job for Hewitt Packard, the new owner, the president of the company that was coming in, was watching me. Seeing me be diligent. Seeing me be early. Seeing me working late. Said, hey, we're going to be hiring a, a manager spot for this position. Would you like to apply? You know the people. You, ha- you have the connections. We think you might be someone that could be part of our job. I said, well, let me think about it. <laughs> Daddy, I ain't got a job. <laughs> I got three kids. I, got, I ain't got a job. They're going to leave in 30 days. And I tell them, let me think about it. Why? I had confidence. I don't bite them. I said, no, I'm going to make sure they want me. Let me think about it. Walked around with two guys. guy came back and said, hey, man, listen, we really want you to work for us. We, we need to apply for this job. 
We pray about it some more. Good night, dude. <laughs> Finally, a week before it was over, I said, you know what, let's, let's, let's do it. He flew me to San Francisco, met the president of the company. He said, not only do I want you to be the manager, but I want you to be the regional director. So I want you to do the sales skills to help me do something advanced. Not only did I get that job, but take that little site. But God kept advancing because why? I put my faith in God. One door shut, and God opened up another big door for me because why? He's a good God. Mark 11, 22 says this here. I have faith in God. I tell you the truth. You can say to this mountain, go fall into the what? If you have no doubt in your mind and believe that you, what you say will happen, what will happen? How many do you believe? How many do you trust? Here's how many, many of us live by the phrase, if only. When God has said, I already. If only God, God said, no, that ain't all if only God, I already did it for you. The issue is how much faith do you have? And lastly, as I get you out of here, faith moves you into your position. Faith puts you on a place where you now can see God in a place of faith. Matthew 9, 29 says this here. He touched their eyes and said, according to your faith, let it be unto you. How do you see God in your life? Show God your faith, and he will show you his what? Faithfulness. Show God your faith, and he will show you his faithfulness. God is a faithful, amazing God. Not only is faithful moving, but also faith unlocks my promises. How many here want to, how many here know that there's promises that God has for you? In the Bible, there's over 3,000 promises of God. 3,000. Some of y'all only tapped into one. You got saved. There's 2,999 more. Because you don't have faith. Those 209, there's 2,999 more are locked up in the case waiting for you to unlock it with your faith. To tap into the promises of God for you. Because here's, here's what the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 1 9. It says, For as many are the promises of God, they are all, they all find their yes in Him, Christ. For this reason, we also utter the amen, so it be, to God through him in person and by his agency to the glory of God. We're saying that there are many promises we have in God. If you believe them, they come to pass because God, his anointing of his son in Christ, the agency of God, the, the, the providence of God. How many know that sometimes, anybody ever got a blessing that, that, that came in the most unusual place? How about a blessing that came from an enemy? They're part of the agency of God. You never say so. A lot of us, God is opening doors for us, but we're looking at the wrong thing. Blessings come from the east, the west, and the north, and the south. If you are in the center of God's will, blessings can come anywhere. But here's what God said in Jeremiah 29, 11. He says, for I know the plans, what? I have for you. Declared who? Plans to prosper you and not to what? 
plan to what? Give you a what? And a future. That's what God's word says. That's what about God said. I have a plan. I believe that you are going to be. Now listen here. This isn't just some self-help Tony Robbins talk. No. This book, this Bible, been here before Tony, Les Brown, the, the TED Talks. And it's never changed. It has caused lives to be transformed every single day. And lastly, and I got two more to go. Two more to go. I love this right here. Faith turns God's given provision into reality. A lot of times we don't see we don't see God's provision and we miss it. But faith turns those provisions into reality. Ephesians 2 20 says this here. God can do what? You know? For more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your what? Wildest dreams. He does it not by pushing us around, but by working what? His spirit deeply deeply and gently what? Within us. It's in you. It's in you. All you have to do is call on God and bring it out. Bring it. Bring the, bring the line in you out. Bring the power in you out. Stop trust, Stop saying you cannot do what's in your heart. Because I told you a long time ago, it's, it's one thing we believe in this church, that we are what? Fearful and what? We are the apple of who? And we are blessed to be what? That's who we are according to God's word. Not what your dad says, not what your mama says, auntie, uncle. No, God said you are fearful and be made. God said you're the apple of his eye. He said you're blessed with your blessing. If that's what God says, then that's who you are. Learn to accept those truths. Not what society says about you. Not what you've been. You've been if, if you wasn't raised in La Jolla, you're still here. You wasn't raised in a rich house. You're still here. You wasn't raised with, 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 with mom and dad and a whole white fence and a, two and a dog. And it, who cares? Guess what? You're still here. And, guess, and, by what, and by how I see you, you're not doing too bad. Somebody say amen. Because that's me. I know somebody right now who would die to take your place right where you are right now. Don't believe me? We're downtown on 12th and Island. And people living in boxes and carts. Anybody in here walks to a house? Anybody in here goes, opens the door? You have nothing to complain about. You step back. And just in case it's hard, just in case you are living your life harder than someone else, guess what? Faith gives me the power to what? Persevere. I don't know how I'm going to make it. Many nights I cried. How I'm going to take care of these kids. How I'm going to do it. But faith gives me power. Because guess what? Second Corinthians says here. We are pressed on every side by troubles. But we are not what? Crushed and broken. We're perplexed. I don't get it. God, God, I don't get it. We don't know why things happen as they do. We don't what? Don't give up and quit. Verse 9 says, we're hunted down. But God never what? We're knocked down. But somehow something inside says, Keep getting up again and keep going. 
for faith, a call. God, I, I, I don't get it, but I trust you. God, it's not fair, but I trust you. God, just <laughs> is there any other way <laughs> but this? And God says, nah, what I'm, what I'm doing you right now is going to make you so strong. When the next test comes, you'll laugh at it because you'll say, I've been there, done that, wrote the book, I'm on my second, uh, and I'm on my sequel. <laughs> because standing strong, stay strong. Your test will become your what? And your mess will become your what? I had a messy life. I had a messy life. Gangs, jail, abandonment, single father. I got a testimony. And I flat out got a message. Amisha, I got a flat out message. I got a flat out message. Because why? I stayed strong in God. I didn't let problems I don't let troubles, I don't let stuff move me from who God was. I trusted him. I stayed firm. It didn't make sense to some people because some people tell me they call me an idiot. Find you stupid. The same ones who call me stupid will have a house now. The same ones who call me stupid dare unmarry and, and, and structure. The same ones who call me stupid look to me now. Man, can, 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 can you owe me some money? I thought I was stupid 10 years ago. I thought I was an idiot 10 years ago. I ain't stupid now, am I? Why? Because I stay strong in God. I trust God every step of the way. Say something, beloved. I don't care what you're going through. God loves his people so much. He gave his only begotten son to die for you. Pastor, there are so many religions out there that, 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 that you could trust. Yeah, you can, but guess what? Last I checked, the only one that stands the test of time and the only one that can empower who you are the way you are is God's word. That's it. No other faith empowers you to be the best you can be but the word of God and the Holy Spirit. So this morning, I don't have a whole lot of stuff to give you. I don't have, I definitely don't have any promises to give you. I don't have any magic incantations. I don't have no magic sayings. All I have to give off you this morning is what worked for me. I've been saved a minute. And God has took a life that was messed up. And I always, I have not always been doing this. I have not always been a full-time pastor leading churches. I worked, I worked a job. I, I did all the stuff that you may be doing right now. I had the tough times of single parenting and, and raising kids and trying to make ends meet and going to school full-time and raising kids full-time and being hurt, being betrayed. All my mess makes my message. All my test makes my testimony. And my testimony and my message is that God is faithful. Jesus Christ is all that I, at the end of the day, God, all I had was him. Had nothing else. I had no one else. I had friends walked away from me. Kids couldn't understand. 
And then the dad said, Lord, it's just you and me. And that's when you get to a place where it's just you and God. It's just good. Let's roll. And all of a sudden, God started doing things that just blowing my mind. When I put my preaching trust in him, he turned the page and turned the mess into a message. My test into a testament. So this morning, you hear this morning. If you don't know Jesus Christ, you can come today and get him. And don't, and I don't, what I don't want you to do, I don't want you to come to church. I want you to do that. I don't want you to come to church. Because church does not work. It doesn't work. Church does not work. I don't want you to come to religion either. Religion doesn't work either. That, that's, church and religion don't work. All right? So I want you to write now. You're a preacher. I'm, I'm a pastor. I'm saying that. Church and religion doesn't work. So you want to come to church and religion, take, take, take your seat. If you want to come to relationship, a personal relationship, guys who came, who, how many people came here today to, to catch this baptized? Raise your hand. You didn't come because of, of the church. You didn't come because of me. You came because you had a relationship with Kendrick. And you want to see, you want to see your friend's personal choice he's making to come to God. Not because you had to. He didn't pay you. You came because you love him. You're friends with him. You're relation, and you're in relation with him. The relationship got you up early in the morning. It's, you, you guys are at the early morning service. It's, er, it's, 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 it's 8 o'clock service. Some of y'all sleep on Sunday mornings. Or some of you getting ready for, for, for the game. Come on, somebody. Target target game will start real, real quick, real soon. I'm, I'm going to have you back to the game real quick. But you, but, you, but you put all that on hold because what? You have relationship with your brother. And that relationship caused you to what? To make a difference in your day. You can be here for him. But guess what? That's what Jesus does for you. When you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, he causes you to make a difference in your whole day, your whole life, because you love him. So because you so want to be a part of what he's doing for you, you make a difference. So this morning, don't come to church. Please don't come to religion. If you want to be part of something, somebody, or something, a relationship that will change your life, that you will make adjustments after adjustment after adjustment after adjustment until you become what God has saw in you from the foundations of this world. You got to understand, beloved, God saw greatness in you from the foundations of this world. And the more you are in relationship with him, the more he tells you, and the more you give up, pretty soon you say, that's who you were all along. The more you got closer to me, the more you let go of stuff that, that you didn't need, and now you're exactly how I want you to be from the foundation. You want that kind of life, that kind of experience, and that kind of fulfillment. You can only get that through Jesus Christ. Come and pray. Let's say a come and pray this morning. Those who want to do it, those who, wanna, who are tired in the same, who are tired of being in the same rut, the same junk, living for the weekend, living for day. We're tired of that. You wouldn't, God didn't birth you just to get up, go to work, eat, go to bed, get up, go to work, eat, go to bed. God called you to a whole lot more than that. God has called you to transform lives. You can't get that to make adjustments because you want to do something great. Come and pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus.
There might be someone here this morning. Well, I don't know. I, I don't know everybody here by name. But what I do know, God, you know them. You know everyone here. So, Lord, if they, through the word of God, have heard your voice, and today, God, they want to come to you. I'm not promising you a rose garden. I'm not promising you instant success. What I am promising you, a life of peace and abundance in him. You hear this morning, you've never called on Christ as your Savior, and you want to start the relationship of being with Jesus Christ to this morning. At your seat, just raise your pastor. You know what? I, I believe what you just said. I want to hear you. I want to come to know God. If you're here this morning, you want to come to know God through His Son Jesus Christ. At your seat, just raise your hand. Say, Pastor, I need to know Jesus Christ. Secondly, you don't have a church home. You don't have a church home. You don't have a clue. You don't. You don't know what's. You don't know what it's all about. I'm not a. This isn't a perfect church. I'm definitely not a perfect pastor. But I do believe about you, way God believes about you. God said you are fearfully wonderfully made. God has said you're the apple of his eye. And God has said you are blessed to be a blessing. And I will spend the rest of my life teaching you those three things that you can become all that God wants you to become. You're here this morning. You don't have a church home, a church family, a family. And God says be part of our family. If you're here, just raise your hand. Pastor, I want to be part of this family. I want to join this family and grow in the grace of God. If that's you this morning, would you please just raise your hand to your seat. Lift your hand up in your seat. Today, we'll be together, growing and learning together for the glory of God. Father, bless those who raise their hand. Those who raise their hand for salvation, those who raise their hand for membership, God, I pray that you I pray that you will bless this house in such a way it will start blowing the minds of people here. And they would know the true and living God. Bless this house, bless this family. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Those of you who may not want to raise your hand, you're kind of nervous about it. We have, we have all kinds of ways that you can get to know God. You got your little cell phone. You can text salvation or membership to 619-552-2099. That is real cool. I remember back in the day, you had, you had to come down the aisle and get beat up by the preacher, lay hands on the guy. This guy, this morning, you know, you got to do is text the word salvation, 619-552-2099, and today, Today, somebody will call you and start you on your journey of faith today. You get a con- you get contact immediately, and so we'll start the journey with you today. Um, we're living in a land, in a world that is constantly shifting and moving, constantly showing us things that we don't have a clue about. You're going to need something solid. You need something solid. The only thing that's been solid from day one is God. Society is destroying the family, destroying the homes. Greed is destroying the country and the world. The only thing that's remained solid through the test of time And in these last and evil days, you're going to need God. Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. Please, we have, we have life groups of this Daring Faith campaign that we're using. Get, a, get, a, get, get involved in one of the life groups. Get involved in, in, in the campaign. Come learn about the God that loves the heck out of you. 
Now take what you're going through and flip it to the glory and to the honor of Jesus Christ. Amen. Love you guys. Prayer meetings on Wednesday night. Have a great time. I'm traveling to L.A. to preach at one of our churches in L.A. today at, at, at 4. Pray that I have safe travel on, on, on the freeway. I hate driving in L.A. I think it's the devil. <laughs> so please pray that, that the devil called the highway, called I-15, I-5, will be clear. I don't have no drama. So I got to get there and preach to these people this week at 4 o'clock. Pray that I have safe trip back to the devil, to, to, to L.A. Um, I, 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 I live in Compton, too, so I know how to, ugh, I hate going back there. But I'm going today. Um, please be in prayer for the ministry. Um, please be in prayer for the loan. The loan is getting real close. And listen, tell you, um, we did sign paperwork for the loan um, two weeks ago, so we're almost ready for the, 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 the get the thing done for the building pump campaign to get the, and build a new building, put better AC in here. Um, so um, please keep giving to, to the campaign, keep giving to the building program. Um, we want to do great things. And again, it's not about having a big building. That's not it at all. We want to have more. We want to get more people. We want more people changed. We want to build a school. That's we, well, we got a school. We just want to build a bigger school because I think we're going to need schools in these last days because people are going crazy. Somebody say, people are going crazy. And so I want to make sure that my kid don't, that, that, that my, I got grandkids, that my little grandkid child, um, Naja, can go to the bathroom and, and Chuck and Charlene coming in with him. Because if Chuck go in the bathroom with Naja because he thinks he's Charlene that day, he about to meet some, he about to meet somebody in Jesus' name. Somebody say amen. But society says that's what we, we, they can do that because of how their mind thinks. If Charlie, wait, if Charlie goes lays down Charlie and wakes up Charlene, he gets to go into the girl's bathroom. Well, in my school, that ain't happening. If he, if, if he hanging Charlie, he going to Charlie's bathroom. <laughs> y'all know I'm straight with no chaser. Y'all know, y'all see how I smile. Y'all know what that means. I can always tell who's who when I say certain things. <laughs> so y'all going, what do you mean by chase? No chase. Y'all go, oh, I like that guy. <laughs> I like that guy. <laughs> so listen, we're trying to build a structure and a system to help us in these last days when we get to it. I want to be real clear. It's going to be them versus God. We want to build a place where all those who trust God can come and be safe. And that's when we choose this church and we choose the global network. And we, we believe in the word of God. Point blank. So get a part of our get a part of some campaigns. Go to the life group. Come back next week. Those who all these visitors, thank you for coming. Um, I'll be back next week. Um, thank you for supporting your good friendship. Thank you so much for, for being a blessing, man. And, and um, God had before you even had this situation, you were connected. And when it came down, the first place you knew basically you had to go is what? Come back home to God. That's God's purpose for your life. Your problem became your purpose. And now it's putting you in the right position with God that that wonderful child can be amazingly, have a good foundation, become an amazing woman and, and an asset to society and not a curse. You're not going to raise her up. Who's this? Another one? Get out of here. You got a boy? You must take out, take out his mama. <laughs> You're a good looking boy. <laughs> I mess with you. <laughs> Say thanks, Dad. Good month. Good looking out for this the one that birthed me. <laughs> All this is for the glory of God. So new season is love on them. Yes, thanks for coming out. Hope to see you again next week. God bless you. I'll see you guys next Sunday morning. Be blessed. <laughs>